All right. Well, then we'll do an awkward intro. Right. I here. really hope that that started with "I like your toes." Mm-hmm. I somebody to- say toes. <laughs> now, now that you said toes, Trav's had Trav has to keep that in there. It does. Um, Boo! I'm back. Hey, hey, there, hey fella! What? Wow! Welcome back. I hope the West treated you well. It was a chapped my ass. Horse back bumping. No, it was lovely. Contrary to whatever any audio may have said. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, well, you're the one that sent the letters. You should. Know. You're right. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were true to my experience at the time. Excellent. Um <sighs> Well, we have a, f- a couple of housekeeping things to take care of. First off, yeah. Uh, first off, we have a Mr. Manny Classic joining us here. Hey, hey what's going on, Manny. everybody? What up? What up? Uh, Beautiful bunch of guys here. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna treat our guest well for the first time, and uh, skip him ahead of front at Zach here, and uh, yeah. we're gonna ask the question we've been asking all of our guests that have joined us on this series. Uh, so uh, we're we're doing the best animated film category, which started in two thousand one. And our question for you, Manny, is if you could pick any film to have won this category if it existed before 2001 what films would you have picked uh so uh immediately the thing that pops in my head is the film that got me loving D, the black cauldron nice. uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> also responsible for almost the death of disney animation but that's oh, a whole right. other story <laughs> um um let's see i'm trying to think what other uh, I feel like Autumn would be really mad. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Autumn is my wife, my better half, and the person who uh, pays the bills and keeps me in the pristine condition that I'm accustomed to. Uh, she would be upset if I didn't say Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. As, as one should. Uh, Formative. Uh, trying to think what other... Uh, I guess if I had to pick a third... Um, Let's say the first film that I chose to watch in theaters, which I don't even know how it happened, because I think there was only like two showings, uh, which is uh, Howl's Moving Castle, which I saw in theaters in Hampton, Virginia, somehow, when it was released. There were five of us in theater, and all five of them came in my car. That AMC (laughs) in Hampton just sometimes was on it. Yeah. random and the nuts thing is is it was it was subtitled it wasn't even like the american dub i had no idea that christian bale was associated with this movie at all until i started dating autumn oh <laughs> yeah well so that that's my three good picks. all right well now that we have that on the books uh three incredible picks i don't think anybody's said those uh zach We've missed you the last couple of weeks. I've missed being here. It just hasn't felt right. Yeah, it has not. But not only did we miss you, you missed a couple of movies. I did. So uh, starting with the first one that you missed, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. Best picture winner. Best picture winner. Yeah. My thoughts. My thoughts. So uh, earlier this week, I typed up some thoughts. I have a page and a half of thoughts 
Oh, Trent's going to love this. All right. Yes. The hour cold open. <laughs> but you know what? I can throw those thoughts away. Well, wow. Not all of them because I, I need some of them. Uh, it's fine. You know, it, it it's <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. It's better than fine. Uh, the biggest problems I've ever had with the movie are not with the movie itself, which kind of destroys my argument from the beginning. Um, but the first time I saw it, it was already like getting so much acclaim. So I went into it with super high expectations and I watched it and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, but then a lot of people uh, overhyped it. They overhyped it and started calling it the best movie of all time, which I had a hard time. If somebody says it's their favorite movie or they love a movie. Great. Yes. That's your opinion. But when somebody starts saying it's the greatest movie of all time, I feel like I have to argue the point. Cause that's, that's a, that's a pointed statement. Yeah. Um, so my original rating of it was four and a half stars, which sounds, you know, I give everything. Big surprise. Of, yeah. A lot of things, four and a half stars. <laughs> um, but it's why I like rating on the Critiker hundred point scale. Cause I'm so obsessive over my rankings and stuff. The four and a half, it's a low four and a half. Cause I gave it 86 out of a hundred, which, um, my, my four and a half scale can go from 86 up to maybe 94 ish around that. Yeah. I usually say if, if I were doing that kind of scale, that 95 to a hundred would definitely be a five star for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I pretty much how I am too. And it's funny if I, I looked at the rotten tomatoes audience rating today and it's 86%. So I'm like right on the audience rating. <laughs> um, so I, like this movie a lot and I like it more after my second watch. The first time I watched it, I didn't feel the emotional connection because there was too much going on and I didn't feel like I had enough time with the characters in real moments. There was a lot of multiverse traveling and conversations and things, but I didn't feel like I was getting to know the characters. And I, I felt it more this time. I think it's partly because I knew the characters going into it more. So each, I feel like each time I watch it, Everybody says you see more things and you notice more things. And I think that's going to be true for me. Uh, so yeah, my, my issues with it are, I don't think it's quite as philosophical or profound as people are saying. And then, and that, that's condescending thing to say, but I, I think it's profound in its simplicity. Yeah. I think it's simplicity is what gives it its meaning. Yeah. It's because, Everything you're seeing on screen is so complicated, but everything keeps coming back to the kindness and love. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, they're like, everything else can be complicated, but this one thing should be easy. And that's such a simple message. Yeah, it is. And you're right. And I, you know, the more I see that, that's what I like as I'm watching the movie. But then I see people saying, oh, it's so deep and this dialogue is so great. The dialogue is fine. It, it serves its purpose. There's there's moments where there's really good dialogue, but I don't think it's like the best philosophically uh, written thing. Anyway, see, see again. That's why, and I had said this during the episode. Every person I feel has the ability to take exactly what they want from this movie. If you see deep philosophical meanings in this movie, then that's what you see, and that's okay. If you just see a really cool action-oriented multiverse movie, then it is also that. Yeah. So I, I, I think 
uh, this is one where you really have to take everybody else's opinion away and and just try to focus on your own and see what you can pull from it. It's Absolutely. It's a lot like the Bible, but more profound <laughs> and interesting <laughs> and not bad. I hear you. And like I, like I was telling you guys when I just came on, I literally just finished this right before we um, started recording, and Caitlin watched it with me. And she connected pretty deeply with it on a lot of things. She she looked at me and she said, I'm a mess, and thank you for being my <laughs> peaceful and calm and understanding person. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Oh, you're bye. a wayman. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, so I, I just feel like an asshole saying anything negative about it. The The one funny thing, I don't think I've ever really known another movie where I can read raving reviews and a review from somebody that hates it and agree with things in both of it. Cause I think I'm not excited about what Hollywood and the film industry is going to try to mimic from this movie. Cause I don't think, Oh yeah, can. me neither. <laughs> I don't, it's, it, it's gimmicky, but it feels so sincere because uh, the Daniels, just seem like amazing, incredible people. Everybody involved with this movie seems like incredible people. And I want all the success for them. But I don't think you can replicate the the recipe of this. And it's going to spawn a bunch of terrible imitations. Oh, God, hey, yeah. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't stop Pulp Fiction from being great. So yeah, True. True. So I think that that's where I stand. And I still have it four and a half stars. And you can... Ask me some questions if you got them. Sure. Uh, do you think it deserved Best Picture? Yes. I, I'll just say straight up yes. I Banshees of Sharon was still my favorite movie, and I think maybe on like a technical point, maybe Tar is a better made film or something, but it's, it's in my top ten regardless, and I absolutely believe it deserved to win Best Picture. How about you, uh, Andy? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to include you on the Everything Everywhere All at Once conversation. Look, I I love the film. Uh, yeah, it deserved to win. Matter of fact, I I don't know if this has been mentioned. Uh, me, Paul, and Zach were all sitting in a single room watching the Oscars. John uh, was on a computer. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was ahead. <laughs> and I I literally popped when it got announced, and really? I think it's wonderful. And I think Kihei Kwong deserves everything that he didn't get for the past 30 years. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. I, I will actually say one criticism. I Watching it again, I still don't... I don't even know why Jamie Lee Curtis was nominated, to be honest. I don't think she was that great in this movie. Not, I, I, I think she's phenomenal. phenomenal. <laughs> I didn't think she did much. Stephanie Hsu was much she, better. And I, so I, after watching it again, I will say I kind of agree with Trav. I do think Stephanie Hsu probably did more. But I'm not upset about Jamie Lee Curtis because I thought she was just fucking great. Yeah, look, Jamie Lee Curtis was doing everything that everyone else was doing, and <laughs> I don't think she's getting. I, I I think she's starting to get erased from this film because of Stephanie Hsu, and I think that's really shitty. And Stephanie Hsu doesn't want that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because uh, I get it. She's she's doing more quantifiable acting because you know she's wearing. She's wearing the fat suit and she's putting on the silly voice and she's got a bad wig on. But like, take her to the hot dog hands universe. She's she's showing as much emotion and 
joy and pain in that universe as anybody else is showing in the rest of the movie. It's kind of bizarre to me that people are suddenly like, fuck Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie. <laughs> I don't like the hot dog universe. I mean, listen, I think a lot of people are more upset because of the Angela Bassett should have won, and they kind of take it out on Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's, and, the, that's the problem with any accolades, like me going into yeah. the movie. is like, try, you got to stay away from it, though. She, yep. Jamie Lee Curtis is fine, I think. But Ruth, just watch her on the next one. Yeah. When, when you watch it again, eventually. Okay. Just, uh, which may happen soon. Yeah. <laughs> Not giving any spoiler warnings or anything for the next category. Um, okay, uh, then we got another question. Yeah, Zach, uh, is this the worst best picture? No, it's not. And spoiler alert, I may have listened to the episode and I know where you guys ranked it. And I don't have it as high, but I have it at number 23, which is in between Moonlight and Gladiator, which also are great films. And There are too many digits in that number. <laughs> it okay i was one of my notes was that four and a half stars and 86 out of 100 is my uh i have 400 movies ranked above it that i've seen and it's in my top 15 percent of my ratings which is good but i just not quite there for me but 23 number 23 manny uh no it is absolutely not the worst best picture winner by a fucking mile hmm. um and I don't have an exhaustive list in front of me. I'm going to say somewhere in the range of somewhere between 11 and 9 in my personal list, though. And if I remember correctly, Green Book was your worst. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Because it is the worst. Gross. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to try to get through this one a little quicker. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Coco, your thoughts on Coco? Coco, five star, no notes. Very nice. Yep. Okay, so, <laughs> no, I exactly. love that movie. It's it's amazing. I every time I watch it, it pulls me in deeper, and I just ball my eyes out. And yeah, yeah, uh, All right. I love it. Excellent. Yeah, Jonathan, you got some questions. Yeah, uh, did it deserve best animated feature? I don't have the no- other nominees in front of me, but I say yes, absolutely. Um, it was kind of a weak year, so yeah. But uh, Manny, any thoughts on Coco? Uh. Now, I don't know if Trav is going to bleep everything I say from this point on off of the entire recording. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Let me let me say this as objectively as possible, as 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 clearly culturally sensitively as possible. Uh, as the only not white guy on the show right now. No, Coco's amazing. That, that movie's great. <laughs> I, love I love the representation. Um, mm. It's it's got banger music. It's yeah. It's lovely. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It definitely deserved a win. Nice. All right. And uh, Zach, was it the worst best animated feature? No. I am going to give it the whopping number two spot. It's my favorite Pixar. I think. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. So I couldn't put it above Spirit Away just because I think it has some similar themes and some stuff going on that I think. Spirit Away probably inspired in ways. So I give it the edge, but it's my number two. Yeah, I think that was uh, me and Paul were kind of, I think I, 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 think I, I, I had it beat Spirited Away, and I think Paul uh, couldn't get it past Spirited Away. Yeah, and, and it's my number two Pixar film, and my number one Pixar film is currently my number one oh. as, of, as of Coco. So. Yeah. 
Nice. That's incredible. So does that make it your number? It's my number two? three. Number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. And we're going to hold off on asking Manny about his worst best ended feature because uh, you guys want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie. beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. I'm a guy that exists. Hi, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And we are your Oscar Grouches, and welcome back to the Oscar Worsity Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week, Zach? We are watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We follow the story of Miles Morales as he Meet several iterations of spider characters, and they take on some baddies. Excellent. This is everybody's first time seeing Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. No. Hell no. Nope. Oh, for me, does anybody remember the first time they did see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? I had to see this one in theaters because I saw the trailer, and I'm like, if I don't see that animation in a theater, I'm going to uh, burn every building down. (laughs) I was very disappointed to not see it in theaters. I it just passed me by, unfortunately, so I had to wait to see it uh, when it came out on streaming. I went and I saw it in theaters. I don't remember if the first time I went and I saw it was with you, Paul. I think it was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. This was the year that we were seeing a lot of movies together. Yeah, we saw a billion movies. <laughs> billion. <laughs> they were and just we like, were... hey, movie passes, $10 a month, and we're buffoons, and you can get a free movie a day. Yep. Even though you got to kind of job the system to get the ones you want. Be like that. Mm. And it was all downhill from there for them. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. So my my story of Manny's is the same. How exciting. Yay. I think that might be the first time that's happened on this show. I think so. (laughs) All right. So uh, how about an Oscar breakdown? Best animated feature 2018. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse wins, giving Bob Parachetti, Peter Ramsey, Rodney Rothman, Phil Lord, and Christopher Miller Academy Awards. Uh, Peter Ramsey, anybody keeping up on uh, Mandalorian this season? No. Not yet. Oh, he just directed this week's Mandalorian, and it was awesome. Sweet. So good. Uh, Okay. Um, Incredibles. Two loses, as does Isle of Dogs, Mirai, and Ralph Raven Internet. Outside of the category, the only nomination a animated feature picks up is Isle of Dogs, giving Alexandre Desplat an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Score, which he loses to Black Panther, giving Ludwig Gorenson, who did the music for this week's The Mandalorian, uh, nice. An Academy Award himself. And that is our Oscar breakdown. There we go. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. Yes, please. Um, 
Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I love this movie so much. I, uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, Man, it's shit. so perfect. It's so... I, every little thing that you would go, why is this movie doing that? You go, okay, because it just makes it look good. Like there, you, there are times when I'm watching the film, I'm like, why is it doing this weird out of focusing where it almost looks like it's like you're not wearing 3D glasses? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, there's a reason for it, it just to make the movie look the way it does. And I, I just love it, this movie. I could not care about the plot and go, this movie looks good. I don't care. It's still great. Fortunately, yeah. I can't do that. Because, not unfortunately, fortunately I can, because the story is amazing. The cast is amazing. The music is fucking phenomenal. And that's just, I, I like a lot. I like Post Malone. So, it's pretty Post Malone heavy, so. Hey, hey. Manny, what do you think? Alright, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I guess I should bring up here. <laughs> I don't know if I've uh, mentioned it before, Uh but uh, as the only not white guy here, um, <laughs> the idea of uh, who is a character that has been adopted as my Spider-Man being Puerto Rican and half Puerto Rican Spider-Man and like my my dad being uh, what I believe is now called uh, like an Afro Latino, like he is a my dad's a black man so much so that I, I had friends in sixth grade who said they couldn't hang out with me because my dad was an n-word like oh that's just the type of thing Jesus. yeah hey newport Oy. news 1991 weird. weird ass place to live <laughs> so uh like as being from new york originally knowing exactly where this movie takes place being a puerto rican from new york like Miles Morales is my Spider-Man more so than Peter Parker, even though he's existed for much longer and has a, a objectively deeper lore. Uh, Miles Morales is my Spider-Man, and I love the shit out of the idea of what generic white people will call token representation and what I call great people that look like me appear. Uh, the movies is amazing. Uh, the soundtrack's amazing. I. I'm not huge post Malone. I'm more a pre Malone guy or a Carl Malone guy, except for he's awful too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this movie. Not the it, male man. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie rules. It, it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's yep. fucking great. <laughs> and so, Caitlin's favorite. Superhero Spider Man. The boys uh, really got into the um, the PlayStation Four Spider Man that came out, and then this movie comes out, and then the we got the PS Five Spider Man Miles Morales game. So like all of these things, even though they're not connected uh, story wise, they they have they came out at a similar time, and the games like they have the like the cell animation mode where you can change the game into like that type of animation and they have this some of the suits and there's references um like dlc that was available and whatnot but just beyond being a great movie it's been very important and beautiful experiencing 
these games and this movie with my children and my wife. And it, it was on repeatedly when we first got it on Blu-ray and I never got tired of seeing it. You know, there's movies that, you know, kids watch all the time. You're like, Oh God, not that one again. But this one I stop and I watch it because it's awesome. <laughs> and we also actually had a CD copy of the <laughs> soundtrack that played for a while and I didn't get tired of it. I mean, I won't say it's my favorite soundtrack of all time, but it's a great soundtrack and it fits the movie and it's all the needle drops in the film are great. There you go. Well, you know, and, and it's, it's what I keep saying. I like when my comic book movies feel like fucking comic books. Like, yes. Goofy and they're weird and they do ridiculous shit because comic books are dumb. And I love how dumb comic books are. And this movie is wonderful and it's weird and it's goofy. And a lot of times it's really fucking dumb. And I love that. And I love it so much <laughs> when, when they're breaking in to a facility to steal some passwords and they take a bagel and they throw it at somebody's head and it hits <laughs> them in the head and it says bagel on the screen. <laughs> that shit's dumb and hilarious. And <laughs> that's how comic book movies should feel. Yes. And, and there is not a moment in this movie where something is not being just over-exaggerated. And it it's perfect. Like, I mean, just take Kingpin alone is just this <laughs> giant square on your fucking screen. He's a goddamn Mack truck of a human being. Yeah. And you are just okay with that. <laughs> and yeah. it it's it, oh god, I love this movie. The the only things the, the the few the few qualms that I have are some of the throwaway villains that they do in the movie. Like Scorpion is just kind of like this silent goon, where it's just like he gets these really weird like action shots, but he doesn't do anything except for scream and throw his tail at something. But he's, he speaks in Spanish though, which is yeah, really yeah. cool. Like he just shows up and he's just speaking Spanish because. Why wouldn't a Latin person who lives in New York just speak Spanish at you? Yeah. Um, and the fucking cast. Uh, who is it that played Aunt May? Is um, it's it's Lily, um, Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Star of Eighty for Brady. <laughs> <laughs> just the 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 little bit she's on screen. Just it's it's so good. Like when she does that. Uh, you are that was like you finally came or something like that. Just the way that that line is delivered just made me go yes because that whole like that montage that was done was so perfect. Got that when he was just finally was like, "Yep, time to turn on me being Spider Man," and it was just so beautiful. Oh, sorry, I know I'm not like but, being super descriptive, but it's just I'm no. gushing over this fucking movie, dude. Yeah, if people like, see your hand movements and stuff; they can tell how passionate you are but like peter b parker shows up who's lost his aunt may mm -hmm. and he's he's like i'm not ready for this and then she opens the door and immediately just zeroes in on his face and they've animated her so well that you could just see every emotion on this animated character's face just flash through her eyes mm -hmm. and she she embraces him like it's her Peter. And she, you know, she's like, you look tired. It's so sweet and it's so beautiful. And there's so much heart in this film. Yeah. Yep. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really cool, too. I mean, I know that's a yeah, it, lame, it is. lame word, maybe, but I mean, it's... Oh. Yeah, it's no, it's cool hip. It's, uh, it's got <laughs> swag. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stylish. Yeah. Beautiful. Stylish. Mm-hmm. And it, like Paul said, it's it's goofy as fuck. It is goofy. I, think- I, I get what he's saying about it being dumb. I, you know, I would say it's more witty than some dumb comic book movies I've seen. But I, I know what he means. And, like, but I mean, yeah, you th- I mean, you just throw in, you know, Spider Pig and Noir Spider Man, and you're just like, the fuck? <laughs> this is yeah. great. <laughs> they introduced yeah. um, Noir Spider Man. His fucking cloak is billowing in the wind. Where's that, where's wind, that coming wind coming from? from? <laughs> Wherever I go, the wind falls. Nicholas <laughs> 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 Cage. There, it, it, am I correct that they're doing a spin off movie with Noir Spider Man? I hope so. I think they are. There's, there's like talk that there will be a a series that they're doing Ooh. exploring like the rest of the spider verse and the characters within it. Um, I don't know if it's going to be um, a movie or like of certain characters, but there is talk of them doing a like a a show on Disney Plus. Oh, it's a live action Spider Man Noir. Oh, show. let's do that. I yes. hope it's still Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because anybody else voicing him is just going to feel real weird. Yep. Um, and the whole uh, Prowler um, plot, too, is just so good. Yeah, Mahershala Ali. Yo, and fuck that Mahershala Ali wins for Green Book this year and not for this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Dark. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm not, you know, super versed in comics and graphic novels and stuff from the eighties, but did Frank Miller do some daredevil stuff? And Oh yeah. Frank. Miller yeah. So much. Yeah. Daredevil. He, he created Electra. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I believe he, uh, I believe he also created bullseye if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, he did a ton of daredevil stuff. Cause I have, I have one um, daredevil graphic novel where Kingpin is drawn like he is in this movie. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to come up with substantial things to talk about because I'll just <laughs> yeah, again keep, I'll just keep going. It's, I like this thing. Gonna, I like this thing. <laughs> this will be good. Um, I think. Oh, go on, Manny. All right. So look, the film makes a bunch of really brilliant choices, and we've gushed about the idea of the characters and everything like that, and watching it on screen. But as like a technical achievement, the film compensates for the idea of the characters. Like it purposely creates Miles Morales moving at a slower frame than everyone else throughout the entire film until he officially takes over. He's like, no, I'm Spider-Man. In which case he starts moving at the same frame rate as everyone else. Like it, it, it became such a big thing that the game Zach has talked about, the PS4 version actually has a Miles Morales DLC where you can play Spider-Man at 24 frames. Like yeah. in this very 60 FPS video game because yeah. the movie did it and was like, wow, that's a really cool effect. Like watching this character over time literally gain frame rate as like this metadata as to how much he believes in himself as Spider-Man yeah. is brilliant. Mm, yeah. And then you get uh, Penny Parker shows up. She's animated like she's an anime character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Like she doesn't feel like anybody else in the movie as, mm-hmm. as well as Spider-Ham looking like he's a Looney Tunes character. It's yep. yeah. And I love how they're so, they're so self-contained in, in their style, but then they all come together cohesively as a team and it works. What they can do with animation now, it just kind of blows your mind. This movie was groundbreaking in so many ways. And, you know, I've, I've gushed over the Puss in Boots movie and, it owes so much to this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I uh, would also like to point out how a movie that has a whole lot of Spider-Mans still makes you freaking sad when it kills off Chris Piderman. Like <laughs> you're, you're still like, fuck that sucks. Mm-hmm. Even though there's all the other Spider-Mans, you know, you're going to get more Spider-Mans out of this fucking movie. That just they they just kind of made that as like this is the good Spider Man, and then you get the uh, the Evelyn Wong Spider Man coming in, one who made all the bad decisions, <laughs> Ra- Raccoon Spider Man. Mm. So and and I love that this film gets to the the heart of the character of not just Miles Morales but the the persona of Spider Man, which is that Spider Man is decked from head to toe because. It, it was meant to be a children uh, power fantasy that Spider-Man could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Like when you see Spider-Man on the street, there's there's there could be anyone under that suit. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't think he a- meant you personally. It was more of a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's something that the last couple of live action Spider-Man have lost is that Spider-Man can be anybody mm-hmm. because the Andrew Garfield one, they start going down the rabbit hole of the uh, Peter Peter's parents were scientists and they created the spiders that bit Spider-Man. And so in, in that instance, like he was almost pre-chosen. So it had to be Peter Parker mm. or, with the MCU Spider-Man, he has this high-tech suit and he can barely function with, as Spider-Man without it. So if you're not backed by a billionaire, you're not going to be Spider-Man. And yeah. I think I think those are both very unfortunate things because it's the thing that this film gets right and it's the film thing that the Sam Raimi film gets right so well. Yeah. Is that Spider-Man is nobody, but he could be anybody. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well... <laughs> Having gushed over a movie that I'm pretty sure we have a consensus on. It's a good film. Good. Good movie. Uh, Anybody got any additional notes? Uh, Was What's Up Danger created for this film? Like it was for the soundtrack? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's such a good song. It made other movies better because distinctly this movie came out and then suddenly... Uh, people started fan editing the Rise of Skywalker trailer with "What's Up, Danger." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sunflower was made for this as well. But yeah, "What's Up, Danger" rules. Yeah, it it's such a it's such a great "Here Is Your Hero" song, much like the Bat Dance. Uh, big note for me, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. They should have figured out how to give him an award for this movie. Because that fucking scene where he's talking to Miles through the door and Miles can't talk back is the most heartbreaking thing in the world. And it breaks me every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, 
I'm pretty sure we don't have a Talking Tudic or a Ratzenberger on this one. Just sad. Nope. Well, it's sad, but also... Uh, hey, Disney didn't win one. Yeah, Yay! exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they could have gotten uh, Alan Tudyk somewhere in this film. Probably. I'm sure they could have. He could have been one of the pigeons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's go ahead and jump into our worsty judgments. And Manny, question for you, sir, is... Did this movie deserve best animated feature? Yeah, yeah. I I think it's it's a technical achievement. Uh, it advanced kind of the thought of what can be done with animation. It's visually gorgeous. It has decent enough writing. It's hammy enough because it's a comic book movie. It's stupid and it has big onomatopoeia on the screen. Uh, I think it's I think it's great. Definitely a winner. Yeah. All right. Zach. Yeah. Does this movie deserve best animated feature? Okay, let's see. We got five nominees. Four I've seen. Ralph Breaks the Internet is uh, the bottom because it's poop. Poopy. Um, was that uh, Mirai? Was that how that movie's pronounced? Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen that one, but it gets above Ralph automatically. Uh, <laughs> next is I Love Dogs, which I, you know, I love because I'm a Wes Anderson guy, but. Um, not quite as good as Fantastic Mr. Fox. So it stays at number three. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's good. And I'll, you know, I love it because it's made for me. Um, next, Incredibles 2, I think is a really good movie. It, uh, not quite as good as the first, but it's, it's still great. Uh, but Into the Spider-Verse is the best here and absolutely deserved the award all right i'm gonna kind of mirror you with a couple of caveats i did not watch isle of dogs because i've watched my one wes anderson uh film this year asteroid city oh god (laughs) i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it you you don't have to no no don't do it i'm not gonna do it um but yeah, uh, Mariah, I also, I did not get a chance to watch. Uh, but you are right. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet does go at the bottom. That movie is not good. It completely missed the point of the first film. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad because John C. Riley is my favorite character actor. And I hate when fucking people waste him. Uh, talking to you, Will Ferrell. Um. So yeah, uh, Incredibles 2, like you said, I I enjoy. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but I don't remember we were that better. I think the first one is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah. Uh it's, yeah, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse definitely deserved the win. Um yeah. Yeah. There really wasn't much out that year either. I know one movie Paul might bring up. Uh no, probably but bring it up. other than that, I, I don't know. Paul all right. Um, we'll start with the rankings. The rankings go. You know what, man? This this is real lucky for me. I don't even have to think about it because uh, uh, Wikipedia has them in the exact order that I'm going to put them in. <laughs> uh, number one, uh, number number four here. Ralph breaks the internet. What a piece of shit! I really don't like that film. And rewatching it this week for 
the second time since I saw it at the theaters. Uh, it's horrendously dating itself with its internet references from the time. Yep. Uh, it it's bad. It's bad. Bad movie, uh, but with bad company. Just uh, not a fan all around. Ooh, man, I just move real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was watching that. Max Headroom <laughs> over here. Yeah, I have to know shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three of the remaining, Mirai. It was cute. Uh, I don't love it, um, but it is fine. Uh, you could you could watch it on Netflix. It's okay. Uh, my number two, Isle of Dogs. It's like a hotel for dogs, but a whole island. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this. I think this is my least favorite Wes Anderson film, and I still gave it four stars. Hmm. And I think it's good. I think it has interesting intentions. Uh, it might be a little tricky in the things uh, using Japan as its setting. But I'm I'm not going to touch that today. Yeah. Uh, my number one of the remaining is Incredibles two. Incredibles two is very 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 good. It's mm-hmm. a very deserving sequel to my favorite Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, Spider Man and the Spider Verse deserve this Academy Award. It is the best animated film of 2018. There's only one animated film that belongs in this category that is as good as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018, and that's Sergeant Stubby, an American hero. It (laughs) is so cute and so fun, and I love that film, and they follow me on Twitter. (laughs) I I still need to see that. Is is it streaming somewhere? I'll I'll have to look it up for you later. Okay, Sergeant Stubby. It's so good. Okay. It's way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> that dog. That dog rules. Sweet. All right. Well, Manny, second question for you is, is this the worst best animated feature? Uh, no. No, no, no. Not at all. Let's see. Um, I'm going to put this as my number three. Oh, number three. Number three. Very nice. And uh, what is your worst best animated feature? I don't know. There's a myriad of Disney films that just exist. <laughs> Let me get back to you on that. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, we'll swing back around. No, Ted. Uh, Zach, is this the worst best animated feature? It is not. Apologies to Coco for its very short stay at number two. This is my number two. <laughs> bumps coco down to number three all right i will agree this is not the worst this is my number one Beautiful. Uh, i feel like i keep doing that uh this movie is better than big hero six in every way i think it will be a tough number one to beat mm-hmm. so yeah paul yes is this the worst best animated feature yes yes it is okay Moving along. Manny, did you come up with Wait, anything? No, I'm oh, sorry. Oh. I thought you said best because this is my new number one. Oh my gosh. Wow. Topple over. I I love the Incredibles so much, but god damn it, I'm telling you, every frame of this film 
Uh, I'll go for the cliche. Every film, every frame is a painting. This, yeah. this yeah. film, there's no wasted space in it. Uh, every picture in a frame. It's it's perfect and it's wonderful and it yeah. belongs in the top of any conversation we're having. It should have been nominated for best picture. True, uh, true. And fucking Bohemian Rhapsody is in the category and Green Book uh. won best picture. You can't tell me this doesn't have a place in the best picture category. Yeah. Yep. God, Bohemian Rhapsody is a fucking worst movie. <sighs> you know, and even if though I have this at number two, it, it is scratching at that number one, and that it may shift eventually, depending on how I feel. There you go. All right. To come up with anything there, Manny? Yeah, I'm just gonna pick the Incredibles to have Paul just be steamed off. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. That's I'm how gonna, you do I'm, it. I'm gonna go to bed cursing your name. <laughs> You'd be like, wow, <laughs> this non-white guy on our podcast. I can't believe him. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and end it here. Manny, thank you very much again for joining us here today. Yeah. Thank you, dudes, for having me again. Hey, yeah, man. Thanks. Any uh, social medias you like to plug or anything going uh, on with you? The kind of weirdly niche thing uh if you're in newport news and you play dnd i'm about to be running some dnd in may for charity nice uh, yeah we're running it through habitat for humanity so uh may 20th the show up to the habitat humanity in newport news get some information donate some money to help homelessness let's do that for once i actually have something worth plugging so there we go hey there we there go, go. Yeah. fight a terrace to save a giraffe yeah nice all right well, again, thank you very much, Manny. And my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, TikToks, and the Twitch at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? You can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name, uh, uh, ilovebloodwomen.com. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> please uh, sponsor us. Uh I watched a movie on the airplane. Well, I watched two movies. I'll save the other one for the other episode. Uh, but I watched Minari for the first time. Oh, nice. Which uh, was very, um, it was a wonderful, beautiful movie. And it was really uh, relevant for me coming home from the farm to watch that movie. And I love it. Highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah. Paul! Uh, hi, uh, you can follow me at Shark Dress Men on TikTok, where Just Happy and I are covering all sorts of shark related content. You can follow me at Father of the Fear across uh, Twitter and uh, Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch. I uh, only watched films for the podcast this week because I've been busy doom scrolling uh, most nights this week or watching catching up on star Wars television shows I'm behind on. Oh, doom scrolling. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, here on this trans day of visibility that we are recording on, oh. it really fucking sucks to see the things happening to trans people in this goddamn country right now. Yeah. And yep. it's put me in a really bad place mentally. And I fucking hate Republicans. Uh, they are trash human beings, and I hope uh, they all get a really, really bad diarrhea. Yep. Because that is what their opinions are, and that is what deserves to happen to their bodies. 
Also, uh, just a brief question: Does any has anybody ever seen Gutfeld that talk show on Fox News? I I have I I remember no. when he was doing Red Eye. So uh, knowing him from that, I will never watch anything with him ever. Good. He I saw some of it on my trip, and it is the absolute worst thing I've ever seen. I'd I'd compare it to the right wing version of John Oliver. Uh, as but there's nothing intellectual. It's just mean. And for people, for that to come into people's home every night and just mean, constant trans jokes and shit like that, you know, that's that show. I think I saw that it was like number two in the late night ratings or something. That show does yeah. more harm than. I mean, harm, it's, harm it's, is all Fox News has do- caused yeah. over the last 25 yeah. years. And uh, uh, th- thanks, Reagan, mm. you piece of shit. Reagan nom sucks. Yeah. Sawcon. Sawcon. All right. So sorry. Sorry to bring us down there. Oh, I good. I just thought it was important to say something uh, about our trans brothers, sisters, and they's in this country that deserve so much better. It, they just want to fucking exist. Yep. And leave them the fuck alone amen oh yeah so, so man i i've been airing a lot of grievances during the fucking <laughs> children's <laughs> movies episode <laughs> oh, okay uh so with that hey manny thanks for stopping by again yeah dudes thanks for having me again yeah excellent uh and we would also like to ask zach hey what what we're watching next week next week we're watching the Superman Returns of Toy Story films, Toy Story 4. <laughs> Which oh, I you love can... Superman Returns. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can rent that on Amazon, Google, Redbox, Vudu, YouTube, or stream on Disney+. Plus. Excellent. Uh, so we'd like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Loving Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod, and on Facebook at the Oscarsity Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm of give us five stars and keep us in check if you don't bad bad will be a wreck i don't know that's probably terrible but give us five stars anyway please my, my problem was it sounded more like paper planes oh <laughs> Ooh, yeah <laughs> uh, so uh for jonathan zach manny classic and uh you know what let's go ahead and give a shout out to uh spider ham spider that was bit by a radioactive pig. Good luck for you all. Have a damn fine day.